You're listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we are increasing your access with this podcast, sharing bites of information from your dietitians when it's convenient for you. In this series, we want to focus on veterans who may be experiencing chronic pain. When we think of pain, we often feel the inflammation happening within our bodies and the impacts to our mental health. Nutrition and pain is a hot topic in our office. So join us as we talk about certain foods that can protect us and help with pain management by building your own anti-inflammatory plate. Welcome back to Fresh Focus. Today, we are wrapping up this series of pain and nutrition and talking all about inflammation. Beth and I are here and we want to welcome back our friend and nutritional expert, Nancy. Nancy, thanks for being back with us today. I love the last episode. You really are a wealth of information when it comes to planning an anti-inflammatory nutrition plan. So much good information. Thank you so much for having me back. I've really enjoyed being a guest and host of Fresh Focus. My goal and objective for the pain and nutrition class that I teach each week is for our veterans to develop an understanding of balanced eating and be able to identify foods to increase in their own diet with their own personal nutrition preferences and plan. Nutrition plays a critical role when talking about pain and inflammation, and it's important that our veterans know about that. When veterans are experiencing chronic pain, sometimes what to cook isn't a top priority because maybe they're in too much pain and feel like they don't want to stand by the stove and cook. And that is where we as dietitians can help someone see the benefits of following an anti-inflammatory meal plan. It can be an easier transition with making nutrition changes. Yes, and we know as dietitians that you don't have to stand in the kitchen for several long hours to prepare healthy foods. There are a lot of quick and easy ways to add in anti-inflammatory food items, such as snacking on nuts or fruit or adding a side of vegetables to what you're already cooking. That's such a great point. So many healthy meal and snack options for veterans to choose from. And in fact, the VA out of Chicago did a healthy teaching kitchen class this summer on cooking without a stove. Such a great way to demonstrate the concepts we teach every day in the clinic. So, hey, Nancy, what do you feel is the biggest benefit of anti-inflammatory nutrition? This is such a great question, and I don't think there is just one benefit. In fact, I think there are four main benefits that I like to educate my veterans on. Preventing or managing chronic health conditions, managing chronic pain, ending complicated dieting, and reconnecting with your body physically, emotionally, and mentally. Can you tell our listeners what leads to developing or worsening chronic health conditions? Absolutely. On a cellular level, inflammation disrupts our normal body processes. Cells stop functioning appropriately, organs stop functioning appropriately, and then we develop chronic illness. It's something that happens over time, and we don't even realize it's happening in the beginning. Type 2 diabetes, for example, starts developing many years before someone's diagnosed, and often those signs and symptoms aren't noticed until we've already developed the diabetes. And to our listeners, just as a reminder that in episode 42, Megan talked all about some foods 
that can cause inflammation like processed items. And inflammatory foods can impact our body by worsening chronic pain. Yes, increasing systemic inflammation, meaning whole body inflammation, leads to increasing risk or worsening chronic disease, increased weight gain, and can also increase risk of diabetes when you are eating high sugary foods and processed items. This can make managing diabetes more difficult. In addition to that, this inflammation increases our chronic pain. I want to bring up what you had said earlier because it was so good. You mentioned ending, complicating, dieting, and reconnecting with your body physically, emotionally, and mentally. That is a really great goal for all of us. It's so important and something that we've missed a lot in nutrition classes in the past. Um, I've worked with a veteran who traditional dieting just didn't work for, which honestly doesn't work for very many people. And he had actually met with other dietitians and tried several different approaches and different diets. And in fact, he kept gaining weight when he was trying to lose weight and he added more medications and, and had multiple health conditions that he was trying to manage. And he, he almost gave up. So when he came to see me, we decided to do things a little differently. And he had never heard of the anti-inflammatory nutrition plan. So we started the anti-inflammatory approach to food. And allowed him to keep his favorite foods in his diet because we love food. And when you have to avoid certain foods, that can be really discouraging. He's also an artist. So instead of writing down his food, he drew his meals. He was able to lose over 80 pounds, stop taking eight different medications, and is in the best health he's been in in decades. In that process, he determined what foods his body liked, what foods helped him feel well, like salmon and certain vegetables. And then he also determined foods that his body didn't like, um, such as potatoes. He felt worse when he was eating potatoes. And that's just him specifically. For other people, it's going to be different. It has been different in other veterans I've worked with. So I really like to work with veterans to balance their meals by eating more plants and limiting processed foods. That particular veteran shares now that when he stopped eating red meat, his body said, it's about time. So he started listening to his body's cues and how food was making him feel. We really want to work on listening to our bodies. When we eat high sugar, ultra processed food items, our bodies generally don't feel that great. And sometimes we don't even realize how bad we feel until we start feeling better by changing our food choices. This is reminding me of a dietitian I used to work with. She always said we should all be keeping a food, mood, and poop journal. And so, and if you're interested in journaling or like, like your veteran that you mentioned, I mean, he, he drew out his meals. It can be a good way to put down how you feel, not just really what you're eating, but how you're feeling, um, some of the food patterns and what works with our bodies. Because um, if a food item is causing more bloating and we don't feel very good, we need to look at that and see what, what can make us feel good and function properly. That is so true. I just love the discussions that you guys are having today. And it brought up some great points. And I just want to get more into the digestive health a little bit because our gut plays such an important role in inflammation. Absolutely. So important. And we as dietitians, we talk to veterans who have chronic pain. Some veterans also have diagnosis such as IBS or other inflammatory diseases that affect gut health. Nancy, what are some of your helpful information that you give to your veterans? 
Great question, Beth. And yes, chronic pain is usually not a standalone issue. We often have other things going along with that. And we know that our microbiome, which is our, our gut, a fancy way of saying our gut, it looks different in people with inflammatory diseases, um, such as IBS, IBD, which includes like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, but also non-digestive conditions like eczema, heart disease, obesity, diabetes. Our microbiome, the bacteria we have in our digestive tract, it changes based on some of these chronic conditions. It's important to note that we don't know if the changes in our gut microbiome causes these conditions or if the conditions are changed once we have those chronic health issues. So a chicken before the egg, egg before the chicken, we're not sure, but we do know there are differences and that these differences are important and impact our health even more down the line. I agree. Inflammation in the GI tract is so important to know, learn about, and understand. Um, sometimes, you know, that wrong type of bacteria moving in increases inflammation. Um, and it may move in because of food choices that support this unhealthy bacteria or for other reasons like hospital stays, infections, and antibiotic use. So it just reminds me that this, that you may have some symptoms that um, would be great to see a dietitian for. I just spoke to a veteran the other day who had a long hospital stay with um, repeat very strong doses of antibiotics. She was complaining of upset GI when she was discharged, some memory fog, had a white tongue, some reflux issues, among other things. And it was determined with her primary care provider that she did have thrush and a bacterial overgrowth. So there were a few key nutritional interventions that we got started right away working all together as a team. That's so great you were able to work together as a team to help that veteran. And this is something that really happens quite often. And sometimes we miss that nutrition piece. Um, it's scary to be in the hospital. There's a lot of things going on. And we don't want to forget that nutrition component that's so important. So we see this pretty often, right? Inflammation degrades the inner lining of our digestive tract of our intestines. And this can cause pain, diarrhea, malabsorption. And our goal as RDNs is to use all the tools at our disposal, including food, pre and probiotics, um, and stress management even to create an environment where the good guy bacteria flourish and the bad guy bacteria are crowded out. And the good news is an anti-inflammatory diet will naturally contain prebiotics that help support a healthy digestive system uh, with that healthy bacteria. What are some probiotic foods you recommend? Great question. Yes, food first, right? Probiotic fermented foods such as Greek yogurt, kimchi, sauerkraut, a few days a week to boost your healthy bacteria. These are several that I recommend. And the good news is, is you don't have to eat an entire jar of sauerkraut, right? You just need a small amount a few days a week to help that digestive system. And of course, we want to add plenty of vegetables and fruits because they contain prebiotics which help to nourish our good bacteria in our gut. Such great information. I hope everybody listens to what Nancy is saying, this food first approach. And, you know, even if some of those fermented foods have a more bold flavor, give it a try. I mean, even sauerkraut at just one meal is so beneficial. 
You know, my mother-in-law actually makes a savory oatmeal. She adds a little bit of sauerkraut, hot cherry peppers, and pumpkin seeds. It is really good. Uh, Lots of ways to add some different food items and variety to any of your meals. So, Nancy, we may need to bring you back on for another series (laughs) on gut health. I would love that so much. I'd be glad to come back and chat with you guys. I had so much fun talking about anti-inflammatory nutrition. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, great ideas all around. And thank you all for being here today. And everyone at home, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, rate the series, and leave a review. The team at Fresh Focus thanks you for listening.